Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about intracranial bleeds. And if you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at zerotofinals.com slash intracranial bleeds or in the neurology section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Around 10 to 20% of strokes are caused by intracranial bleeds. And there's a few risk factors for having an intracranial bleed. Firstly, having a head injury, high blood pressure or hypertension. Thirdly, if they have any aneurysms that are existing in the brain that maybe they'd never known about or might have incidentally found on a routine MRI scan to look for another issue. Having an ischemic stroke can progress into a hemorrhage because that infarcted and damaged tissue can lead to bleeding. Brain tumours can cause intracranial bleeds. And patients are at higher risk if they're on anticoagulants such as warfarin or DOAX. So what's the presentation? Well, a key feature that you need to look out for in your exams is a sudden onset headache. They can also present with seizures, focal weakness, vomiting, reduced consciousness and other sudden onset neurological symptoms. It's important to be familiar with something called the Glasgow Coma Scale. And this is a universal tool for assessing the level of consciousness. And it's worth learning for your exams and for everyday practice as it frequently appears in exams. And part of your routine assessment of acutely unwell patients is to assess their consciousness level And it's useful to be able to calculate a GCS or a Glasgow Coma Scale score. It's based on the eyes, the verbal response and the motor response. The maximum score is 15 out of 15 and the minimum score is 3 out of 15. And when someone has a score of less than 8 out of 15, then you need to consider securing their airway because there's a high risk that they're not going to be able to maintain their airway on their own. And this could lead to hypoxia. So the eye score is based on whether they have spontaneous movement of their eyes, which scores you four, whether they have movement of their eyes in response to speech, which scores you three, whether they have movement of their eyes in response to pain, which scores you two, or if there's no movement of the eyes, you score one. Next is the verbal response. If they're oriented and they're able to give you a normal conversation, this scores you five. If they're confused, but they are able to engage, even if it's in a confused conversation, they score four. If they're using inappropriate words or they can't use language properly, this scores you three. If they're just incomprehensible sounds, so they're mumbling or spluttering, this scores you two. And if there's no verbal response, this scores one. Next is motor response. So if they're able to obey commands, this scores six. If they're able to localize pain, so if you cause them some pain and they move towards that pain, this scores five. If they have normal flexion in response to pain, this scores four. If they have abnormal flexion, this scores three. And if they have extension of their limbs in response to pain, this scores two. And if there's no motor response, there's no movement, this scores one. So there's a few different types of intracranial hemorrhage that we're going to talk about. One is subdural hemorrhage, another is extradural hemorrhage, another is intracerebral hemorrhage, and the final one is a subarachnoid hemorrhage. So we'll talk about each one of these in turn and explain what they mean. To start with a subdural hemorrhage, 
is caused by a rupture of something called the bridging veins, which are in the outermost meningeal layer. It occurs between the dura matter and the arachnoid matter. And it's worth familiarizing yourself with the different layers of the brain and skull so that you can understand where these hemorrhages occur. On a CT scan, they have a crescent shape and they're not limited by the cranial sutures. And this is very important. They're able to cross over the cranial sutures. And this is because they're not in contact with the skull. Subdural hemorrhages occur more frequently in elderly patients and alcoholic patients where these bridging veins become much more atrophic and fragile, making them more likely to rupture. Next, let's talk about extradural hemorrhage. An extradural hemorrhage is caused by rupture of the middle meningeal artery in the temporal parietal region on the side of the head. This can be associated with a fracture of the temporal bone and it occurs between the skull and the dura mater. So this is one layer out from where the subdural hemorrhages occur. On a CT scan, they have a biconvex shape and they are limited by the cranial sutures. So the bleeding on a CT scan will not cross over the sutures, and this is because it's in contact with the skull that has those suture lines. A typical history of an extradural hemorrhage is a young patient with a traumatic head injury that has got an ongoing headache. They can have a period of improved neurological symptoms and consciousness, which is followed by a rapid decline over hours as the hematoma gets large enough to compress the intracranial contents. Next, let's talk about an intracerebral hemorrhage. And an intracerebral hemorrhage involves bleeding in the brain tissue itself. And this presents very similarly to an ischemic stroke. And this can be anywhere in the brain tissue. So it could be a lobar intracerebral hemorrhage. It could be a deep intracerebral hemorrhage, an intraventricular cerebral hemorrhage, a basal ganglia hemorrhage, or a cerebellar hemorrhage. And they can occur spontaneously or as a result of bleeding into ischemic infarct or a tumour or due to the rupture of an aneurysm. Finally, a subarachnoid hemorrhage involves bleeding into the subarachnoid space. And this is where the cerebrospinal fluid is located. And this is between the pia mater and the arachnoid membrane. And this is usually the result of a ruptured cerebral aneurysm. The typical history is a sudden onset occipital headache, so right at the back, that occurs during strenuous activity such as weightlifting or sexual intercourse. This occurs so suddenly and severely that it's often referred to as a thunderclap headache because it's like being hit very hard, very suddenly over the back of the head. There is a couple of particular associations to look out for in exams, and this is with cocaine use and also sickle cell anemia. So what are the principles of management of intracranial hemorrhages? Firstly, you need an immediate CT head to establish the diagnosis. Check the full blood count and the clotting profile to see if there's any reversible clotting disorders. Admit the patient to a specialist stroke unit. Discuss the patient with a specialist neurosurgical centre to see whether they would consider surgical treatment. If they have reduced consciousness, you may need to consider intubation, ventilation and intensive care unit care to support them while they have reduced consciousness. If they have any clotting abnormalities, these need to be corrected to prevent them from bleeding excessively. 
and any severe hypertension should be corrected but avoid causing hypotension because you don't want to starve the brain tissue of blood. So thanks for listening to this episode on intracranial hemorrhage. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing this podcast. If you found this podcast helpful and you want written notes on this topic and all the other podcast episode topics, head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the Zero to Finals Medicine book. It's got detailed and concise notes on 10 specialties and over 160 topics in medicine and it's specifically designed to contain the key facts and guidelines you need for your medical exams. If you don't fancy picking up a copy of the book, don't worry, everything's completely free on the Zero to Finals website at zerotofinals.com and I hope you tune in for the next episode where we'll look in more detail about subarachnoid hemorrhage.